0: Welcome to the Dr. Bud Gill Podcast, episode 96. We are in uh, fall. <laughs> Summer's over, officially over. And we are now in fall and all the things that come with it. Um, football season is here. Uh, Giants had a, an, uh, an amazing comeback victory. I'm still not super optimistic about their chances this year, but it was a good game. Uh, they're playing tonight. This is Thursday, so they're playing uh, San Francisco tonight. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, college football has been very exciting. I'm, I'm actually someone who never really follows college football. I, I watched it the last couple of years, just especially during like COVID when there was not much going on. So I started watching a little bit more college football. Um, you know, during like the latter part of COVID. And uh, just I've been following Deion Sanders, you know, Coach Primetime. It's such an amazing story, and, you know, I excitedly watch every game. The game last week was incredible, double overtime win. Um, I really thought they were going to lose, but that last drive was incredible to tie it and uh, an amazing overtime victory. Got a tough one this week against Oregon, but um, I'm excited to watch it. You know, Coach Primetime always brings it, and uh, you hit a great 60 minutes um, interview. I hope you were able to catch that. If not, I'm sure you could catch it on YouTube somewhere. Um, but he's uh, an inspiring guy. He's uh, he's got a let's get it mindset. Someone who I really admire. I'm growing to my admiration for him is growing and growing the more I learn about him. So that's kind of where we're at um, today's podcast. I'm actually going to be talking about something in the dermatology world, something that I've spoken about before, but um, I'm going to actually take like a different angle on it. So. When we talk about Botox today, uh, I'm specifically going to be talking about bad Botox. And um, I'll tell you what inspired me. I was actually watching, I was on the treadmill doing some uh, low-intensity fasted cardio uh, after I lifted this morning, and uh, there's really nothing to watch. The, the Noon Sports Center has actually, they, they don't have it here in New York anymore. Like there's some other show that's on there, something that I really wasn't interested in watching. So I ended up watching the local news, and the newscaster, and this is something I actually see pretty frequently. You know, I see it in the real world amongst people existing in the world. I see it in some of my patients who do not see me for Botox or have gone somewhere else, um, and I see it in uh, on TV a lot. And the newscaster had, um, she clearly had Botox done, but what was happening with her face was the lower part of her forehead was looked great, you know, no wrinkles, wasn't moving at all. But the top half of her forehead, every time she would make an expression, would move. And so she basically had like a partial Botox treatment. And, I, and it didn't look great. Um, and I see this a lot. I see this with a lot of folks on TV. And I'm going to walk you through what constitutes good Botox and what constitutes bad Botox. Certainly, if you're going to be taking the plunge and getting Botox, you want to make sure you have the good kind, not the bad kind. So the first step is, is who is administering your Botox? So... I'm a big believer in a board certified dermatologist or plastic surgeon. Those should be the folks that are giving you Botox. those are folks who are expert in facial anatomy, know the pharmacology of Botox um, can you know help with any potential pitfalls that may occur um, you know just are expert in the delivery of Botox. Now there's a lot of other folks out there that do administer Botox. I mean, I'm not sure who would do this, but Some folks say they go to their dentist for Botox. I mean, I'm sure I could learn how to fill a cavity or pull a tooth, but you certainly don't want to come to a dermatologist for your dental care. Not sure why you'd go to a dentist for cosmetic procedures like Botox, but it's out there. And um, I think it's crazy. Uh, But really when you get Botox you really want to get it done by a a board certified dermatologist or plastic surgeon there's other doctors out there that call themselves cosmetic doctors and these are typically doctors who have absolutely zero training in dermatology or plastic surgery but are, are like family docs or internal medicine docs or anesthesiologists and they take some like weekend course and they learn how to do some cosmetic procedures and then they call themselves cosmetic docs I think that's charlatanism I think you know you should really tell your patients, like, you know, what you're trained in, what you're board certified in. You know, a lot of these folks on their websites will be, will say things like, get your treatment by a board certified doctor. But when you dig a little deeper, you find out they're not actually board certified in what they're practicing. They're board certified in some other field, which is also crazy. Um, In bed spas, I think should by and large be avoided as well. A lot of times it's like a cosmetic nurse practitioner or PA or something like that, that, you know, may not be working under the auspices of a plastic surgeon or dermatologist, maybe some other kind of doctor that, you know, runs this med spa, and they don't really have any adequate training on administering Botox. I mean, it's a different story if that nurse practitioner or PA works under a dermatologist, is trained by a dermatologist, you know, knows the ins and outs of using Botox or whatever other cosmetic procedures they may do. Um, But you have to really be careful. So step one is... Figure out who your provider is, what kind of training they have, and if they really know what they're doing. Step two is, and I see this actually in a lot of folks who are trained, you know, there are board certified dermatologists and plastic surgeons who administer Botox, but the way that a lot of us were taught to do Botox actually makes absolutely no sense. So typically when we're taught to do Botox, I mean, this is like 20 years ago. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't teach anyone how to do Botox this way, but I think it's still out there, um, folks are generally taught that Botox is essentially administered in three locations. It's administered, you know, for the lines between the eyes, which are the globular lines or the 11s. Um, you, you could put a couple of shots of Botox around that area to, you know, mitigate those wrinkles that are there. Um, you can Another area is the forehead, so the lines the, of your forehead, you know, like kind of when you raise your brow. Um, you can treat those lines with Botox, and then the crow's feet, which are the lines that are around the eyes. Those are like the three classic places. Where Botox is used. It's used in other places as well, as well by most more advanced injectors. It can be used in the chin, it can be used around the lips, it can be used on the neck, it you be used to soften the traps. Um, but you know, the sort of conventional places to treat Botox are the muscles around the eyes, which are the crow's feet, the glabella, which are the lines that are between your eyes, and then the forehead wrinkles. So when we're taught to do Botox, so folks will generally, like, you know, they'll set up some sort of pricing schedule or fee schedule. will say, well, If we treat one area, it's X amount of dollars. If we treat two areas, it's X amount of dollars. If we treat three areas, it's X amount of dollars. They basically like break up their treatments by the area that's treated. And this never made sense to me because, you know, very, very, very early on. And I learned how to do Botox this way. You know, 20-something years ago, we were all taught to do Botox this way. But, yeah, I've been doing Botox on some patients since I was a resident. You know, some family members like my mother-in-law, my wife, you know, that sort of stuff. And I was like learning how to do it. And I'd do Botox on them, and you know I'd treat like one area, which is like what I was told to do by the professors that were teaching me how to do it. And I would see like my wife or my mother-in-law like a week later, and like you know everything looked cool here if I injected this area, but when they moved, only their forehead would move, and I, I was like, wow, that looks like really terrible. Like that makes absolutely no sense. So very early on in my career, I decided that I'm not going to do Botox by area. It makes no sense because I'm going to have patients walking around, my patients, who are going to have these like partially expressive faces, which is it's obvious, first of all, that you've had Botox, and it just looks horrible. So all of the muscles of the upper face, the muscles between the eyes, the muscles of the forehead, and the muscles around the eyes, they all work synergistically. They're all kind of the, the microfibers of these muscles are all interconnected. And the only way to properly use Botox and to do it in an aesthetically appropriate way where someone's not going to know that my patient did Botox, but they'll know that there's something different about them. Like, hey, you just look like a refreshed version of yourself. Looks like you just got back from vacation or, you know, did you have like an amazing, relaxing weekend? That's really the goal of any non-invasive cosmetic procedure. You know, you want folks to look like a more refreshed version of who they are. You want them to look weird or different so um, you know things we'll see sometimes in bad Botox is like you know someone will move and just like the lateral part of their eyebrows will like move up like that kind of like this weird Spock eyebrow or if you just inject the forehead you know treat the forehead lines and I do have some patients that ask me to do that I don't do that for the reason I'm about to tell you but if you just treat the forehead lines you can get like a very flat brow which looks weird Um, and I never just treat the crow's feet alone so when you come to me for Botox it's a full Botox treatment, namely because I want to make sure that you look the best you possibly can, and that you're going to love your treatment. Um, so that's, you know, good Botox is when you look like a refreshed version of exactly who you are. Bad Botox is when your muscles of your face move in weird ways. And it's first, it's obvious that you've had Botox, it's like a tell that you've had Botox. And for me, when I see that, it's a tell that you've had bad Botox. And the other thing I want to talk about with Botox, and this is something that a lot of my patients ask me for as well. So when I do Botox with my patients, yes, the muscles are paralyzed, and you know, you will not be as expressive as you were, but no one really can tell that you've had Botox. It's like, again, you just look like a really refreshed, refined version of yourself. Um, but folks will always will ask me, hey, you know, I just want to do like a little bit of Botox, just like, you know, just a little tiny bit. And I get where, where they're coming from. They don't want to look like a crazy version of themselves. But Botox is like a threshold effect. You either jump into the pool or you don't, you know, you can't like partially paralyze the muscle. Like this concept of baby Botox is total bullshit. You know, really the goal is to paralyze the muscles of facial expression. So you're not creating wrinkles. That's how Botox works as a preventive cosmetic treatment. If you paralyze the muscles of facial expression before you have lines at rest, you won't have lines at rest. Um, if you paralyze, if you use Botox for folks who already have existing lines at rest, it will soften the lines that are there, but more importantly, it'll keep them from getting worse. That's how Botox works. You want to paralyze those muscles of facial expressions to either prevent lines or to keep existing lines from progressing and getting deeper. So, this concept of baby Botox is basically you're just injecting a sub therapeutic level of Botox that's not really doing anything. It's not paralyzing the muscles, you know, paralyzing, the, you can't really paralyze a muscle a little bit. And even if you could, if you paralyze the muscle a little bit, but you're still moving those muscles, it's not really preventing wrinkles, right? So Botox should be sort of an all or none type treatment. You know, All of the areas should be treated at the same time, um, namely the forehead, the glabella and the crow's feet. That's how you get the most aesthetically appropriate and pleasing result. Um, and you should also be very, uh, wary of who is injecting your Botox. Ideally you want a board certified plastic surgeon or dermatologist to be doing it. Cause those are the folks who are experts in doing it. You know, we have years and years and years of experience. We didn't take some weekend course at like the holiday inn and learn how to do Botox, which, you know, a lot of other quote unquote cosmetic providers have done so. If you have any questions about Botox, please drop them in the comments below. We'll fire off like a hashtag Ask Dr. Mudgill style video and answer them. Uh, I hope you all have a wonderful, restful weekend and are just ready to crush the week ahead. Let's get it. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The full video for this podcast can be found on either YouTube or Facebook. Let's get it.